The story so far, reality breaks. Does the name Sim ring a bell? It's been like creating other universes on the side. When this one rewinds, the stuff he's making is like getting in the way. There was a ghost in a theatre who would attack things that were in light when there was darkness around them and weren't putting on a good enough show. The lights from your ship illuminate the still forming, still emerging form of Sim. The boo is picked up by the spectral audience that is taking up the entirety of the blackness of space. I have no purpose left. Simulated reality will never overtake the catharsis of life theatre! <laughs> Life's a game, the world's a stage, and we're all merely players. As you're sort of left wondering, is that it? And then, in an eye blink, you are all back in a version of reality. There's no more uh, white void, no more threads uh, connecting scraps of reality. Everything is back connected. You remember a life in this universe. And you remember every other life you've lived. They're all there within easy reach. And as you make your way, as you go about whatever it is that you want to do, you discover it seems like this is the new way of things. Everybody in this universe remembers that they've lived many lives. Everyone has those experiences at hand. What sort of universe do you think you will build? I think, I think the experience has meant that the um, the crew of the Diamond Falcon kind of respect us now and are not kind of likely to to jump us once the the situation is is over. I don't know. Is this a we're all in separate ones, or we are all definitely in the same one, or we might be... You're in one one universe, which I think probably, given that everybody remembers all the previous iterations of this universe, it's probably got kind of the best bits of every one. Mm-hmm. So there are probably, like, skyships, there are probably... I don't know what what's what's good from the settings we've had. Chip shops. Yes, definitely. Mm-hmm. Brighton Pier. There's a Brighton Pier on every season. <laughs> nice. There's a lot of small independent <laughs> off West End yeah. based theatres doing very, very well. <laughs> and all brilliantly funded yeah. <laughs> by governments that are big into the arts. Sky dogs. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Sure. And space dogs. And space dogs. Space dogs. Yeah. All the dogs. 
Uh, All cats are called Tilly. Yes. I was going to say, each pack of Sky or Space Dogs follows a cat called Tilly. (laughs) Yes. Beautiful. Brown is the new black. Uh, All cats knew about this from the beginning. When they said they had nine lives, they, like, literally, they've all been walking around going, what the hell are these two humans playing about? Yeah. Uh, Sleeping in the sun. Errol's prime minister. (laughs) Oh, God. Oh, Errol better be getting some sort of uh, commendation for for this. Yeah. Yeah, Errol has some sort of... Does he have a position of responsibility? I wonder if he should just get the keys to the city or something. Okay. Just one city. Don't let it go to his head. No. (laughs) So he can walk um, cattle across um, the town bridge. I think he's promoted out of harm's way. Yeah. (laughs) There's still some thought within the Consensus Reality Integrity Task Force uh, that it was more blind luck that his solution ended up fixing things <laughs> rather than any kind of strategy or forethought. Uh, but they have to reward him. Can we uh, retroactively rename the Reality Integrity Task Force to the Reality Integrity for in- Forcing Task just so it spells Rift? Because that's pleasing. Yeah. <laughs> that's yeah. It makes no grammatical sense. <laughs> but. Um, I, I mean, in my head, I would quite like some element of... Like as much as I didn't really respect him as a person, I feel like like Lord Edmund Thorne deserved some kind of recogni- recognition of apology, right? Mm-hmm. Like I I did him wrong. He's not had a chance to kind of reprimand me for <laughs> that, and now he's dead, and that feels like a shame. Uh, so some kind of acknowledgement, maybe some kind of sky pirate space funeral for as you lost friends <laughs> as you go to like investigate lord edmund thorne and organize this you find that he is not dead ah. uh, nobody who you remember as being dead is dead everyone's back oh well, this makes makes it much yeah. more awkward <laughs> <laughs> looks like it seems that this is a a newly rebooted restarted version of this universe where the main thing that's been changed is that everyone remembers everything. So Josh been, and Dave are okay. Josh and Dave are okay. He saved them. We go and give them a hug. Yeah. yeah, I feel like it just needs to be a you know like the the Avengers going for shawarma. Oh yes. Yeah. I feel like we need that moment. I feel yeah. like maybe we we turn the Diamond Falcon in the direction of mm-hmm. let's go find the others and be like, so that happened. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Go and have an evening in the Gorringe. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think so. I think I married Kathy. Yeah, yeah. Did. I think I married Kathy. I think we were in a sports club. Nice. <laughs> Chris and Clive have their own variety show. Oh, that's yeah. Really, really well. Yeah, they do. Like, they've got their, they've got like a Vegas <laughs> residency, I think. <laughs> Household names. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, a what of Blackshaw Theatre, the, the company that has run as a thread throughout all of these adventures. <laughs> We'd probably just pick up where we left off and making the theatre. I don't think... Might be a little easier because some people might have a bit of a profile now. Oh, yeah, I guess so. But, um, yeah, I think it, it goes back to what it was what it was meant to do. Mm. Um, I, I imagine the, uh, the, the Great Straptacular probably isn't as popular given that people have seen reality-bending things. Magic might be a bit mundane. yeah. Well, yeah, yeah, that's true. So that show's probably probably can, but <laughs> it wasn't very good anyway. So <laughs> that's probably okay. 
I know. Actually, no. I know exactly what we do. Oh. I adapt my book into a play. Oh, God. <laughs> that I guilt everybody into performing in. And we do it every year to commemorate how we save the universe. It becomes a national holiday. <laughs> yes. Bovril is drunk. Much no, it isn't. Nativity. Bovril didn't get a mention in my book. That has been erased from history. Bovril was banned from this <laughs> Uh, yeah, yeah. You have you have aspirations for it to become like the new state of the universe play, but it's it becomes more like one of those ones that kids hate learning about in school. Oh, it's yeah. definitely that. Yeah. yeah, you do it in year five or something. And yeah, with no more crises, no more universe spanning crises, you can simply live your lives and make good art. Oh my god, at least. (laughs) (laughs) In Strat's case. (laughs) Wow. Speaking of the next show for Black (laughs) Shrugger. Thank you all very much for playing. Thank you. Thank you, Matt. Thank you so much. That was so good. Welcome one and all. This is Merely Roleplayers, where theatrical people play role-playing games. I'm Matt Boothman, and I've been your compere for this production of Deja Vu, and your producer for every production in the Blackshaw saga. Now that the final curtain has fallen, while we're all queuing our way out of the venue, let's take a look at the programme. Just like in the story we've been telling, We're at the end of something and the beginning of something new. Everything we've done here on Merely Roleplayers so far, Ariadne, Five Stage of Rescue, A Town Called Amnesty, Let's Get Gideon, Codename Mosaic, Parallax, Obstaged, The Cloud Skipper's Captain, Prospero and Viola, Deja Vu, and The Dropped Stitches, all those stories have been part of the Blackshaw Saga, the story of a theatre company who caught the eye of a junior interdimensional integrity agent, had the fate of the universe thrust on them, and, in their own way, stepped up. And this is where I take the time to remind you, as I sometimes do, that Blackshaw is also a real theatre company, still active in London, even in lockdown, and you can find info about past and future productions at blackshawtheatre.wordpress.com. Anyway, There's another backstage episode next week with post-show discussions with all three Deja Vu ensembles. And then there might be another little bonus episode coming not long after that. And then that's a wrap on the Blackshaw saga. We're not saying we'll never revisit any of those settings or stories again, but we are, let's say, shelving that particular volume. We might decide to dust it off and crack it open again from time to time, but it lives on the shelf now, and we're starting a fresh new one. Let's start with what's not changing as we shelve the Blackshaw saga and open our new volume. We're still called merely roleplayers. We're still theatrical people playing roleplaying games. We're still the same ensemble and the same familiar voices, though who's to say we won't add a few more to the lineup at some point in the future? We're still here to have fun while telling you all a good story, so you can expect the general tone and silliness to seriousness ratio to stay roughly the same. We're going to keep each of our productions to around three to six story episodes, 
and each production will still be a standalone story with a beginning, middle and end. So if you like dipping in and out, diving into one production and sitting the next one out, you can keep doing that. Now, here's what's going to be different. First of all, we're not always going to be playing ourselves anymore. That way of doing things served the big plan for the Blackshaw saga, and I'm told it's been helpful for getting people used to role-playing games when they hadn't played many or, or any before. So we might go back to it if and when we revisit the Blackshaw saga stories, or bring in new players. But from now on, most of the time, we'll be playing characters who are not ourselves. Second, we're now going to bring you two different types of production, the main house and the studio. The main house will have much longer running stories, still told in three to six episode standalone productions, but with recurring player and non-player characters, a consistent setting, and story elements that build as we play more sessions. They're the next step on from what we did with Parallax or Deja Vu, giving ourselves the space to tell a more serialised story in a bigger, richer world. And then the studio will have one-off, more experimental stories. These are a chance for us to test out ideas that might become a main house production or a live show one day, or that just seem like fun. We'll be trying out different game systems and formats, rotating different people into the compare's chair, and hopping genres with even more abandon than we did in the Blackshaw saga. If you've been keeping track of the genres people have been wishlisting in the Deja Vu backstage episodes, well, so have we, and the studio productions are going to let us check at least a few of those off the list. In case that all sounds a bit abstract, here are some details to make it real, and you're the first to know any of this outside the ensemble. Our first main house production is Vigil, a small-town urban fantasy story using the game Monster of the Week by Michael Sands. In Vigil, austerity measures have shriveled the government department that's supposed to keep us all safe from things that go bump in the night. Most of the department's regional offices have closed, leaving towns all around the country to fend for themselves. In Sheridan, one of those neglected English market towns, a band of misfits has stepped up to protect their neighbours from monsters and magical threats, now that the government can't or won't. They're certainly not sanctioned. Some of them might not even be, strictly speaking, competent, and not a one of them signed up for this, but they're the only ones who can do it, and that makes it their responsibility. And our first two studio productions are Dr. Magnet Hands and Codename Mosaic Ghost Recall. Dr. Magnet Hands is a game about superheroes by Grant Howitt, which the rules say you have to play drunk, and we added extra chaos by playing it with eight players. And in Codename Mosaic Ghost Recall, we rejoin agents Pigeon, Anvil, Tanktop, and Banks from the Blackshaw Saga production Codename Mosaic for a game of Mission Accomplished by Jeff Stormer a game which takes a group of hyper-competent super-spies out of the field and into the meeting room, or in our case, video conference. Before any of that, though, we're taking a few weeks off the air for the first time since we started broadcasting around Halloween 2017. Even then, we won't be going completely silent. There will be at least a couple of surprise bonus bits and pieces hitting our feed during the break, just to remind you not to unsubscribe. 
Then, in the week of Halloween 2020, three years to the week since we first launched, we come back strong with our first Vigil story. So you'll get three to six episodes of Vigil, then we'll switch you to the studio for Dr. Magnet Hands, then another Vigil production, then Codename Mosaic Ghost Recall in the studio, then more Vigil, and so on. I'm so proud of what we've made so far, and I'm so excited to find out where these new formats and stories take us. When we first started, I knew I wanted to build up to something like Deja Vu. Now we're all just playing to find out what happens. I really think that's the magic of using role-playing games to tell stories. As long as we really embrace the format, then the players, the characters, and the audience are all in the same boat. None of us knows what twists and turns the story might take next. This has been Merely Role Players, The Blackshaw Saga. Ellie Pitkin, Alex Pankhurst, Vicky and Strat. Chris Starkey, Dave and Helen Stratton. Chris Buxey, Chris McLennan and Josh Yard. Ellen Gould, Natalie Winter and me, Matt Boothman, all played various versions of themselves. Special thanks to Ellie Pitkin and Vicky for playing Nia and Marlowe in the Dropped Stitches, and to Strat and Chris McLennan for running games. I ran the rest of the games, and edited and produced the saga. With the exception of the Dropped Stitches, all our games have been powered by the Apocalypse. You can find more games in this genre at apocalypse-world.com pbta. If you enjoy Merely Roleplayers, let us know with a review or rating on Apple Podcasts, Podchaser, or wherever you get your podcasts. You can also find us on Twitter at Merely Roleplay, at facebook.com slash Merely Roleplayers, and at MerelyRoleplayers.com. Merely Roleplayers is an independent production in association with Blackshaw Theatre Company. Until next time, if drama be the food of life, play on!